0: Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105-1 FM, your home for the Washington Commanders. And this year, this year for the first time in 25 years, the Commanders have a new owner. No more will you hear us complaining about one Dan Snyder. No, new ownership is buying everyone a beer. That is Josh Harris, Magic Johnson, Mitchell Rails, and a bunch of other billionaires. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from The Ringer, it's Joe House, House from D.C. What's going on, House?
1: Awad, hey, Wad, do, do we have a football team? Is the people team back? Do the people have a football team? Does the DMV have a football team again?
0: I mean, it sure seems like that when you see 10,000 people there day after day after day for training camp. It's got me fired up, House.
1: Yeah, the the real problem with this season is going to be tempering the enthusiasm, bringing the enthusiasm in alignment with what the real fortunes of this team might be. But can we all just take this minute to celebrate? And and it's a wonderful thing. Ten thousand people a day. It just shows out how much the the pent up uh, frustration, the 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 the, the true. Uh, demoralizing experience of the past 25 years we were just dying we've been waiting for this moment to have the football back in our lives and have it be a
0: franchise
1: that believes in us as much as we believe in it and it's time to go buddy
0: new training camp look you got big stands filled with people parking free shuttle free i even heard the water was free you've got new ownership group josh harris giving all the media members ice cream i mean it's making me jealous (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're a
1: media member. Why don't you go out there and get some ice cream, pal?
0: You know, I, I need to make a trip. You know, that's the thing is that uh, now that I'm in Richmond, it's not a hop, skip, and jump to get to Ashburn, but I definitely need to uh, be there. And you know what I want to see? I want to see with my own two eyes the impact of Eric Bieniemy calling the plays this season and running that offense. What kind of impact do you think he's going to have?
1: It's a really fascinating question because – The tools that he has to deal with are kind of all over the place. It is still, even with the additions on the offensive line, projected to be like a bottom 10 offensive line, and it was a bottom 10 offensive line last year, if you look at the advanced analytics and so forth. But at the skill positions, obviously, I mean, Terry McLaurin uh, deserves his his, uh, elite status. And I love the two-headed running back combo, uh, Gibson catching balls out of the backfield, B-Rob as that, you know, getting downfield runner. If, 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 if uh, Logan can get himself healthy and have a full season, you know, at the skill positions, I like it. The Hotsons an absolute revelation, but it all begins and ends with the offensive line. And I haven't even got the quarterback. So, you know, last year we had a bottom five, and some might argue bottom three quarterback room in the entire league. Again, sort of based on analytics, uh, of course, we love uh, the team and uh, Heineke and what he did in terms of just an overall positive spirit. It was positive eyes only with Taylor. And that, that really counts for something, which is part of the enthusiasm we have at this moment right now. It's positive vibes everywhere. But the, the two-headed monster of Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell, Sam Howell feels to me like not ready, but that's okay. The second-year player. And Jacoby Brissett was very good last year for the Browns quietly. He was a top-12 quarterback uh, when he played, but he had one of the top five offensive lines in the league, and he had the best running back in the league. He doesn't have either of those things here in Washington, um, and when he's been put in positions like in Indianapolis and in Miami, where where it seems like you know there are moving parts, um, he hasn't been as successful. So, giant question mark at the quarterback position, but you know, Bienemy is is ready to come out and show out. So it's just it, to me, it's fascinating. I don't really have a good answer i'm just enthusiastic about it
0: yeah i mean it's a lot of positive news coming out of training camp right now for the commanders it's house from dc here with us on the adid mercer rug cleaning hotline part of the ringer podcast network he hosts square bets only the ringer gambling show follow house on social media House from D.C.? So with Sam Howell, what intrigues me is his ability to run. I I think we're going to see him take off, scramble, and run for first downs and touchdowns a lot more than we may have expected coming into this season, because I really think Taylor Heineke had the same abilities, but was scared to put his body on the line. He was thinking about that paycheck at the end of the day, whereas Sam Howell is going to put his body on the line. And I think... He might end up getting hurt, and we might see Joe Kobe Brissett. But it might be a good thing for this team if our quarterback is not scared to take hits.
1: Man, you're going right to the heart of the matter. I, you, just hearing you say that makes me nervous for the poor kid. He's not very big. Have you seen him? Yeah. Like he, he's, you know, put him up against other folks. He's he's not much bigger than than Heineke. And I do love very much. This is the thing that is his single best skill. Um, that we've observed thus far, he has incredible poise. He is absolutely willing to stand in that pocket, let it fall down around him, and still try to make the correct play off the correct read. And you can't teach that and not seeing you know a, a rookie back there with, with happy feet and you know um, having his clock go off too early that's a real valuable thing in an NFL quarterback and that's why I believe it, it's the case that the coaching staff has the confidence that he could be successful. He's showing a poise that's beyond his use, but he's not a huge dude. And if he does get out and run, we saw him do it a little bit at the end of, of last season. We know he possesses that, but I just don't love him in the open field. I mean, it's not, he, he, he doesn't have incredible speed and he's not a huge guy. So he's got to pick his his spots wisely,
0: a one Joe, I'm wondering, so let's get back to ownership for a second. Magic Johnson had this incredible speech, got everybody fired up. You know, how will we see his impact in ownership? Like what will happen when we know oh Magic was behind that?
1: Uh I don't know. I think it's just so sort of uh helping buoy the overall enthusiasm for the franchise headed in the right direction and having the face of a winner. Like magic, lead that charge. You know, let everybody know that there is a rebranding. There's a new sheriff in town, <laughs> and I think Magic is just communicating to everybody, both in the D.M.V. and in the outside world, that what happened in the past is going to stay in the past. It's a new direction and a new brand, um, and I'm I'm very excited uh, uh, about you know an ownership that already is showing an inclination to meet fans where the fans need to be met. You mentioned the free parking. You mentioned the free water. This is clearly an ownership group that is going to build a relationship, build a rapport with the fans, a fan base that's been starving for it. And, you know, it, it's all signs, forward, positive vibes only.
0: Do you have any plans to get back to FedEx Field this season?
1: I'm definitely going. This this year I am I, I'm, I'm here to announce I am going to <laughs> – uh go I haven't looked at the schedule yet to pick which one um and I still am not really willing to sacrifice a full 10-hour day for it you know <laughs> the cuz I have too much going on during a during a, a, a traditional Sunday I mean I need to be on my phone my computer and have seven screens open in front of you you understand AY? <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, but, but we'll get out there for one of their 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 few island games you know games where it's a Sunday night Monday night Thursday night
0: Yeah sounds good let's link up for sure I would love it. Yep, that's Joe House. Follow him on social media, uh, podcast network with the Ringer. House from DC. Thanks a lot, House. Appreciate it.
1: Always a wad. You call, I answer.
0: <laughs> I love that. You're listening to A Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105. 1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. What up? What up? What up? It's A Here on the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105. One FM, 2 p.m. hour, filled with a ton of great interviews, but joined by Joe House, House from D.C., part of Bill Simmons' The Ringer Podcast Network. Love talking to him. You can get a, a national perspective on sports, but also he's from D.C., he reps all the D.C. sports teams. So we'll get his take on the new ownership group, Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, and Magic Johnson. Then Brandon Katz, Mr. Hollywood, to go around Hollywood and entertainment get his take on the writer's strike and all of the latest news with Netflix quarterback and could they be getting into live sports we'll talk some Washington Nationals baseball with Andrew Golden who covers the Nats for the Washington Post and then catch up with our boy Chris Stoner stone dog from ref the district at 245 but uh Right now, I wanted to let everybody in on a movie that I watched over the weekend that is still as good as it's ever been, and that is Major League Two. Major League and Major League 2 still slap to this day, Zach. Charlie Sheen is amazing as Wild Thing.
2: Ricky Vaughn, right? Yes. Yeah.
0: Ricky Vaughn, you Wild know. Thing, you make my heart sing. And then they start saying, you suck at everything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is the two fan, like the loyal fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans, Just beating the drum.
0: Right, that's the funniest thing. So, so I rewatched jaded. Major League 1 and Major League 2. And so in Major League 1, he's like, Uh, a big hater of the team and then the start of major league two he's like this is the year man this is the year we're gonna do it and then halfway through the season he's like you suck wild thing (laughs) it's just so great so that is the lead stories we catch you up on anything you might have missed including hollywood and entertainment on netflix netflix the
2: best of streaming services tv movies books podcasts and more we've got you covered on netflix
0: all right so instead of talking about a movie from 20 years ago i guess we should get to the box office for the second straight weekend barbie dominated once again earning 93 million and securing top spot once again it's just so uh, the thing that's crazy to me about barbie is that it's not that people are going it's that they're making it a spectacle it's like you can't go to Barbie and not post on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter.
2: Have you been to the the movies the no. last couple weeks? No. All right, I took my kids this past Saturday. Okay. It was it was just stupid hot outside. Yeah. And Barbie was in full effect, dude. Really? This is at Westchester. Is uh, it just pink dresses
0: everywhere? What's the bit?
2: Every every kind of pink, every shade of pink. You, you can tell people don't normally wear pink. They were excited <laughs> to just yeah. take it out of the closet and put it on,
0: even if it didn't
2: fit. <laughs> And it was just crawling with Barbies yeah. out there. Um, skinny Barbies, pretty Barbies, ugly Barbies, <laughs> fat Barbies. Everybody was Barbieing out. Okay? Yeah. I mean, but what pix- made me uncomfortable, can I just say this? And then yeah. you take it away. There were girls that shouldn't have been dressed up in makeup and, 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 like, tight clothes and stuff like that, too. Like, younger. It was, I felt awkward. Oh, but really? But everybody was down with it.
0: Oh, it's just like a younger age group, yeah. too. Yeah. I will say, everybody's treating it like they're going to the Met Gala. Right, yeah. they're going to prom, but instead of wearing black and white, they're just going to yep. wear pink.
2: I can do whatever I want because I'm going to watch Barbie, and it's cool with everybody. Yeah. Or else.
0: I will say, uh, Michelle Beadle, longtime ESPN oh, yeah. host, she destroyed Barbie Did she? with her review. Good for she her. She says it's she she made it a whole thing spectral, She dressed up, went with her friends. She said it's not funny, it's not witty. Ryan Gosling has one good line. Issa Rae has has one good scene, and that's about it. She thought it was terrible. Uh, which was really interesting because it's getting great reviews. I'm sure Um, Oppenheimer held strong, bringing in 46.6 million over the weekend and keeping the number two position. So as much as Barbie is attracting all the 20 and 30 year old women, Oppenheimer is attracting all the dudes. I all different age groups.
2: I wanted to go watch Oppenheimer and I would take my kids. I got a 13 year old, so he could maybe watch the other kids. But yeah, um, we watched that Spider-Verse. Movie.
0: Okay, I, I've heard good things. What'd you think?
2: I think it's cool, but, um, you know, my youngest is six, so I have six, nine, and 12. Yeah. And the other two were like, I got to go to the bathroom, like every, you know, 30 minutes, basically. Yeah. So
0: did it ruin your viewing? Yeah, it yeah. really
2: did. Only because we were right in the middle and everybody's got their reserved seats at the movies. Oh, I know. That's it, the most annoying, it's annoying thing. It was a small theater and there were birthday parties, and it was packed. So we had. We had people on either end of this on the row, Uh so we got up. I'm not joking about twelve times during the movie, (laughs) so I had to pick. All right, the first the first six, like after six, I started going out the other side because I felt bad for this dude and his other kids. The
0: junkies always talk about this. They once someone had an idea for an app that tells you when is a good part in a movie to go use the restroom. You could have used that app.
2: Oh, I could have. You were it it didn't matter. I would have run out of them. (laughs) I would have run out of times.
0: What uh, what theater did you go to?
2: Um, It was uh, Westchester, the Regal Cinema 16.
0: Do they have nice seats there, like lounge seats? They do.
2: Uh, This Spider Verse movie was in a tiny theater. Oh, yeah.
0: That's so lame.
2: 2D. So lame.
0: I I don't think I can do regular seats anymore. Like, whenever my mom comes to visit and she's coming in two weeks for her birthday, uh, she always likes to go see a movie. And we've been going to Movie Land, I gotta throw up the X and say no to Movie Land again. Oh. It hurts my neck and my knees and my back to sit in these regular chairs. I, I hate to, you know, sound entitled. And, oh, I, I need to go to a movie theater where I can kick back. But it's 2023. Come on now. Yeah. I need the chair to be motorized. I just do.
2: Okay. All right. Did we want to warn the guys about the Barbie screener? What, what is that? That's this new thing now. Oh, so I don't know about this. If you're on a first date uh-huh. and she asks you what your thoughts on the Barbie movie are, that's how that's how the oh, second date is going to go. Oh, really? Yeah, it's up to that.
0: Oh, this is this is
2: good for me. We know me. that only dudes are are listening, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we, this is oh, good. We, know, we
0: know for a fact that there are zero we women it up. There might be we 35. should try
2: and get a woman to call.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Um because if a guy really doesn't want to see it or he's not open to talking about it or what's even worse yet, if he's seen it and he thinks it's not a good movie or if he doesn't get to the point it's kind of a no-go.
0: Oh, really? That's so, the screener. So if I go on a first date later this week, I have to say, oh, yeah, I've heard amazing things about Barbie. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's an amazing actor. I just,
2: I've, I've been so busy because I work hard and I have an important job. Yeah. I just haven't had a chance to get out to see Barbie, but I can't wait to see it. That's what you have to say. Well,
0: you know what? Everyone get, gives me a hard time, especially the junkies. They think it's <laughs> so easy to pick up women and just say, hey, I'm a radio host. <laughs> no. I, I told a girl that this weekend. She looked at me. She said, so what?
2: Yes, I'm surprised she I didn't, didn't know say. what to say. Do people listen to the radio anymore? <laughs>
0: i mean nobody she, listens to the radio she did she did not care what i had to say oh, God. i know yeah she she was like there's a great band performing at river city roll no i won't make out with you you know
2: <laughs> well just, don't lead with that next time yeah, just see what I, happens find I know. out if they like sports first no
0: i no. i'm gonna lead with oh yeah margot robbie's incredible yes i want to see barbie yeah greta gerwig has never directed a bad film you know <laughs> how about that everything yeah. she does is is it's a ten. Yeah.
2: I hope she does Barbie too. I can't wait. I haven't even seen one yet. Well
0: that's what I told my sister. I was like, Barbie's been so successful. I know you didn't sign up for this, but there's gonna be a trilogy. Oh There's yeah. just no way that it's making a hundred million week after week and they're gonna stop at one or two.
2: There you, might be ten it might be a tenor.
0: You think it's gonna be yeah. the new Fast we're gonna be it's on gonna fast gonna be and be Furious twenty four yeah. and it's competing with Barbie thirteen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The Fast and Barbie.
0: Yeah, that would be it. You know what? That's a crossover I would sign up for.
2: They're okay. just going to have to find, for the next decade now, they'll find another maybe good movie to combo Barbie with well, at the box Ryan office. Ryan Gosling July.
0: was already in a good car movie called Drive. Hmm. Right? So maybe they could do a crossover. Ken meets Drive meets Fast and Furious. Yeah. You know what? Or they could just come up with a creative new idea that nobody's ever done before. (laughs) There you go. That's what I
2: would support. Hollywood's been out of ideas for a long time. Hey,
0: Hollywood, why don't you let the writers back to work, baby? (laughs) They want to write. I'm fine with the strike. There's so much
2: content to catch up on on the streams. Y'all are good.
0: No, I want the strike to end. I want it to end now. I'm tired of watching green people in Secret Invasion. It's not that good. I'm Adam (laughs) Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910. The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio nine ten the fan now at one hundred five one FM. We'll catch up with Mister Hollywood Brandon Katz today at two thirty. Joe House from the Ringer House from DC will join us at two p.m. Then at one30 thirty, we'll go around the National Football League. The beginning of training camp, all thirty two teams are out at training camp. We'll go around the NFL with Mark Schofield at 1.30. But the Commanders have been stirring in the news. Over the past few weeks now, of course, because there's no longer Dan Snyder in the picture. It's Josh Harris, Mitchell Rail's, and Magic Johnson. Training camp began. Crowds have been much, much larger. And fans are a lot more excited for this year's training camp than in previous years. And, of course, fans are celebrating Josh Harris. He's getting, I mean, a lot of commotion. Fans are basically cheering for him more than they are Anybody else except for Terry McLaurin there at training camp. So right now it's time to talk all things commanders on the Richmond Commander.
2: It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready, Boston? The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this set. There's something I like to say every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond
0: Commander. Alright, so aside from on the field with training camp. A lot is in the news about the Commanders and their name. Picking up momentum is the Native American Guardian Association. The association constructed a petition asking Commanders NFL fans if they would like the name to be changed back to Redskin. The petition is picking up steam. It has already received over 30,000 signatures. 30,000 signatures. You brought this up last week, Zach. Why can't they go back to the name Redskins? Yeah.
2: Everybody, uh, I think, could grow up. There's other teams. It's it's nonsense. Uh, I, I don't. I just disagree with all that stuff. But I, it, it takes one person to be butthurt to stop the whole thing and derail the it. The thing
0: that I disagree with is that Florida State is still allowed to be called the Seminoles. The Atlanta Braves are still allowed to chop. The Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Now, Ron Rivera was asked this question about the name Redskins being used a lot by the new ownership group. He said, quote, Well, I know this, Mr. Harris and that ownership group talked extensively about bringing back the glory. And again, what Coach Gibbs did, the traditions, the alumni group of guys that are around, it's hard to escape it. It really is. That's just the truth of the matter. Just so everybody knows, we do that with the utmost respect for the native tribes and for the American Indian. Anytime that's brought up, it's brought up with the utmost respect. And there's a statement, an official statement from the uh, native American group on their website. They said, quote, Redskins slash red men is a native American iconic name and is revered by the vast majority of native Americans and general public alike. Redskins represents honor, respect, and pride for Native American culture. Redskins is and has been a self-identifying term for natives since the early 1800s. They say context and intent matters. Activists intend to make Redskins a bad term while they disagree and they choose to elevate and reclaim the name Redskins and Red Men. Of course, this is an uphill battle, that dates back to 1933, when the Boston Braves became the Boston Redskins and then moved to Washington in 1937. The team held the name Redskins until 2019. Why did they change names? Yes, it was in the middle of a bunch of controversy involving Dan Snyder, but the reason they changed names is because the sponsors started pulling out. So if you want the name to get back, you're gonna need sponsors to buy back in, and that's the most important thing there. Um, I'm just, here's what I'm I'm upset about. I'm upset about the name being Commanders, right? Like I, I get, maybe you can't go back to Redskins, but Commanders is just so bad. It is awful, and I'm embarrassed to say it. You know, you know what's on TV here, Zach, is the Big Three. That's what Commanders oh, yeah. feels like, a Big Three name. Like they have a name, the Ball Hogs, right? Uh, the penny pinchers. Yeah, it's I mean all these dumb names. Pretty sterile,
2: right? Right. Yeah. Like
0: that. Commanders is just that. Well, it is. Lame. I think
2: Harris and them, they they understand. They've done their due diligence. Look, if you're in the community, and function the way a team in a city who cares to be there does, <laughs> uh, there's things that you can do to support that. And I mean, what better awareness can you raise than than this renaming the Washington Redskins? I mean, they could do it the right way.
0: They could do it the right way. I think Red Tails could be an option. A lot of people would be fired up for Red Wolves. I have already said my vote is in for Washington Warriors. Call up Golden State right now. Say, I get it. Steph Curry's pretty good. But if you heard of Sam Howell, that guy is going to take over the NFL. (laughs) It's different sports. Who cares? (laughs) I'm going to be howling at the moon this season. Um, Speaking of Sam Howell, wide receiver Terry McLaurin was quoted At training camp yesterday saying quote this is a quarterback driven league everybody and I mean everybody is looking for their guy we're still looking for that guy but I think Sam Howell's done a great job of being a leader at such a young age so you gotta like that word those words there from your superstar and wide receiver Terry McLaurin on quarterback Sam Howell and everything we've heard is that one Sam Howell looks confident two you got to love how Eric Bieniemy called him Mr. Autocorrect. He doesn't make the same mistake twice. I mean, you got to love that from a young quarterback. And the thing that we're hearing that's very positive is, yes, he's very accurate, and yes, he makes mistakes at times, but he's also a lot quicker than people anticipated and, and expected from a guy that was, again, a fifth-round draft pick out of UNC. I think Sam Howell's going to surprise a lot of people with his legs, with his ability to run. You know, my thing about about, um, Taylor Heineke last year was, and I really believe, when it came down to it with the game on the line, Taylor Heineke would put his body on the line. But he didn't do that for all four quarters. And because I thought that Taylor Heineke knew that he was fragile and that he was in a situation where he needed to, quote, unquote, get the bag. How do you do that? You have to last throughout the season. And so I think there were times where he didn't want to put his body on the line. Remember, the first game that he ever played for the Commanders, all right, that he started was a playoff game against Tom Brady in which he left the game with a uh, elbow injury, came back, and then left the game with a shoulder injury. Oh, yeah, he dove into the end zone and crashed into the pylon and hurt himself as well. And so you knew that if the season was on the line, he was going to put his body on the line. We didn't get that same Taylor Heineke all of last season because he knew there was nobody behind me, right? Why am I playing? Because Carson Wentz got injured. You know, we don't have a third-string quarterback ready to go. Sam Howell is not ready at all last season. So Taylor Heineke, I believe, was playing behind a terrible offensive line and was also playing a little bit scared. Uh, a little bit um you know he didn't want to risk his body and I think Sam Howell this season is going to put his body in a little more of risky situations whether it's you know diving into the goal line or on a third and short beating a corner or defensive end to the edge and putting his body online trying to truck people for first downs I'm really excited for Sam Howell this season Um, I have also heard really positive things about Jacoby Brissett being a veteran in the locker room and the perfect guy for Sam Howell to learn from. That seems like a great combination in the quarterback room this year compared to last year with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105-1 FM, Richmond's home for the first ever Football Festival. Coming to River City Roll August 19th from 3 to 7 p.m. You can expect live music. We've got a couple of great bands, DJ Dukesta representing JMU, and I will give you guys a full football season preview talking all things high school football here in the 804 college football virginia tech uva jmu odu and more and then of course the washington commanders and joining us right now talk a little commanders on the hadid Mercer rug cleaning hotline it's our buddy chris stone stone dog from ref the district what's going on buddy What's up, Ao? I always appreciate the time. Hey, what do I got to do to get to that Richmond party? Hey, you—it it is an open invitation, man. It's going to be a free event. It's going to be awesome. You, you guys can show up, wear a Redskins jersey, a Commander's jersey, and you can join me on stage. It'll be awesome. I'm there. Let's do it, man. And River City Roll, you guys know that I talk about the pizza being banging. The River City Roll pizza is a 10 out of 10. You're going to have to try it. <laughs>
3: Oh, oh, I won't have any
0: problem trying the pizza, trust me. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm fired up, and so is Ron Rivera. He was quoted saying he's fired up after changes from the ownership after the sale. It seems to me like Ron Rivera feels like there's a real opportunity to impress ownership and keep his job. That's going to be a pretty tough sell, I
3: think, in the long run. But absolutely, the the ownership group is going to come in. They're not going to clean house right away. And Ron's got an opportunity here to just – Show the entire organization the new heads of the organization and say, look, I've built this team from scratch, basically from the bottom over the last three years. And now we're getting ready to contend for actual playoff bursts and maybe even a championship at some point. So I'm the guy you're going to want to keep on for the long run and and bring this team to eventually where everybody wants them to be, which is a playoff contender and, and Super Bowl champion.
0: Biggest takeaways from week one of 2023 training camp, mine has to be the amount of fans in attendance. How about you?
3: Yeah, that. I mean, there's no doubt. It's such a night and day from the last couple of years, especially last year. I mean, I was out there a couple of times last year, and, and the crowds were okay or whatever, but this year is a completely different vibe. And they've got, I believe, on Saturday, they had anywhere from ten to 12,000. They were raucous. These These fans want to get back and support this team in every way possible. And at no point last year did Ron address the crowd, but he felt like he had to on Saturday saying that the crowd is so important to this team being successful. And maybe, just maybe, that turns into a home field advantage at FedEx this year.
0: Man, I'm hoping. Me too, man. How confident are you in this defense? Ended last year, top in the league, third down defense, but we all know they struggled. There was a time in the year where they were giving up chunk plays almost, it felt like 20 yards a snap. How confident are you in the defense this year?
3: Yeah, the the best thing about that though, Awad, is that those, those chunk plays really happened at the beginning of the year. And then they started making adjustments and when they moved uh, Bobby McCain into the slot, and he's not here anymore, but They made adjustments and said, this is what we need to do to get better. And the second half of the year, the defense was awesome. And then they went out and they said, okay, sure, the defense is awesome, but let's use our first two picks on secondary, more secondary help, which was probably the weakest part of their defense. And so how can you not say that this team has gotten better defensively because you took, as you said, a top, very top defense, top five defense, and improved upon it you didn't lose anybody except for McCain and uh, your inside linebacker but really you didn't lose your big dogs you didn't lose your linemen you didn't lose your safety your safety so I think this defense is going to be improved from last year
0: it's Chris Stone with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline Follow him on social media, RTD, the stoner from Ref the District. Follow them on social media at Ref the District. So, you know, all offseason, the national media was questioning Ron Rivera and his decision to say that Sam Howe would be QB1. Now, after just one week of training camp, the national media is starting to buy in on Sam Howell and starting to believe in the young quarterback. I, I mean, it, it's pretty awesome to see uh, that people are starting to get fired up for Sam Howell. Here's what I think is we are going to underestimate the amount of yards and touchdowns he's going to get with his legs. Like, I, I really think, you know, come halfway through the season, we're going to be like, wow, he's already got seven touchdowns with his legs, you know, and he might have a yeah. few with his arm as well and, and some turnovers, but I really think he's going to impress some people running the football.
3: Well, I think that was probably the biggest surprise when you look back at the tape and you look back at what he did at North Carolina is his ability to not just run when he needed to, but run when he was supposed to in terms of the RPOs that he led in this offense. And and that was a bit uh, pretty surprising when you look at kind of his size and his abilities. He's going to do that here. Uh, Eric Biennemi is going to draw up some RPOs for him to be successful because he does have that ability and people are sleeping on his talent for running the RPO being understanding when to run. He did it last year for a touchdown in the game against Dallas. He had an RPO and, and as immediately as he saw that hole, he said, I'm not going to throw it to uh, you know, toss it to the running back. I'm going to take that hole, put my foot in the ground and I'm going to get in that end zone. And he did that successfully in his only chance, last year against the Cowboys, and he did it super successfully at North Carolina. So don't sleep on Sam Howell's ability to run the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all want to see him throw for 400 yards and light up teams, Mm -hmm. but this is going to be a team that pounds the rock. And speaking of running the ball, Brian Robinson Jr. coming into this season healthy. I mean, he got shot last year. It's like hard to even wrap our mind around that. I have huge expectations for Robinson Jr. this season.
3: Yeah, Brian Robinson is every bit the sort of Bell Cow type back that you want on your team. He is physical, he's elusive as well. He'll get you those extra couple of yards that you need. And what we've seen so far in camp this year in just four practices that they've had is that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. It's one thing to be able to just catch the ball, but he understands where Eric the wants him to catch the ball and then get up field and get those yards that he needs. And Brian Robinson, I mean, even after he was shot, he was still came into uh, the regular season. He was the number one running back. He took that job from Antonio Gibson and Gibson even said in training camp this year, he said, you know, I'm a JD McKissick type role. I'm a third down back. He knows Brian Robinson has taken that first string role and run with it and you're not going to get be able to get him off the field unless something drastic happens.
0: Stone Dog, there's a petition challenging the commander's name once again. It's picking up steam. Yep. Uh, do you give that any thought or are you over it?
3: Uh, I'm over it. It's, you can call them whatever you want to call them. I, I don't care what you call the team. You can call them the, the pink turtleneck tiddlywinks. It doesn't matter. Whatever their name is, we're all going to root for them. If they change it back to the Redskins, great. But they're gonna have a—they got a long way to go to be able to do that. If you want to change it to the Red Hogs or the Red Wolves, fine, great. Keep it Commanders football team. Doesn't matter. I'm rooting for this team. We all should, no matter what their name is. And and let's move forward. If, do what you got to do. It doesn't matter. Let's just play some football. Let's go, pink turtlenecks. <laughs> pink, pink turtleneck
0: tiddlywinks. It doesn't matter. Just play ball and win some games. That's it. That's Chris Stone from Rep the District. I appreciate you. Thanks for taking the time, man.
3: All right, buddy. I hope to see you at the uh, at the Richmond party. It's going to be a good uh, big deal.
0: Absolutely. Football Festival coming to River City Roll, August 19th from 3 to 7 p.m. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. We've got Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.